hearing so far, and I hope that everyone who's at home listening is also hearing is getting involved, talk to as many people as possible, get creative, and just get out there. You're listening to the Teak Nation Podcast with Donnie Aldrich, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE. Thank you for joining us. All right. Hey there, Teak Nation. This is Zachary Scott, Director of Fraternal Growth, coming to you uh, with a really awesome podcast. We're recording, talking about recruitment. We've got some representation from around the country, get some different ideas, um, and really see what's going on, how people are dealing with, with COVID-19 since uh, things started to shut down back in April, March, and really what's, what lies ahead. Um, and I'm joined here by uh, David Black, Chandler Morris, and Jacob Pirogue. Um, I don't know if I ever um, found out if that's exactly how you say your name or not, but you can certainly call me out as you guys intro yourselves. So David, take us away. Hey guys, uh, my name is David Black. I'm the current preteness of Beta Zeta at Louisiana Tech University. Um, prior to that, I was the recruitment chair for the past two years. Um, Beta Zeta recently came back to campus in 2018, so we've only been around for two years. But uh, since we stepped foot on campus again, I like to think we kind of transformed Greek life. Uh, we won Greek, uh, Greek chapter of the year two years in a row. Um, so we got back to back on that. And um, we're currently sitting at around 60 men. And we gained our charter again in November of 2019, around a little over a year since we came back on campus officially. So that's the rundown on Beta Zeta. Um, really excited to talk to the rest of you guys and see what we got going on here. Hello, my name is uh, Chandler Morris. I'm the current freedness of the Omicron Sigma chapter at the good old Indiana University Southeast. Um, I've previously been the Histor, um, and then originally in my interest process, um, I was the intramural chair, so I got to do all the, the basketball, the volleyball stuff, all the cool sports like that. Um, currently in my chapter, I'm proud to say that we've been the best fraternity on campus since 2017, so three years running, going strong, proud of that, and then uh, recently a top T chapter in the last two years and then got another one this year. And, uh, you know, just really excited to, to work with my officer corps and all my collegiates together and to just have an awesome and successful semester. And it's good to see everybody here, so. Hey everyone, my name is Jacob Perogue. I'm the pre-NIS for the Delta Gamma chapter at the University of Connecticut, go Huskies. Um, previously, I've been a philanthropy chair and a social chair. Uh, currently my chapter size is about 30 individuals. And hopefully by the end of this school year, we'd have grown that to over 50. Awesome. And I, again, thank you guys for being here. I know that we had talked about beforehand, the goal of this is for teaks around the country to be able to hear how everything is, is impacting other undergraduates um, and really hear it directly from the source. And I just am glad that you guys are able to make this and share some of the, the insights, some of the things you guys have seen and some of the plans for the future. I think one of the first pieces, David, if you wouldn't mind, um, be the little guinea pig first here. Walk us through what it was like, and guys, feel free to chime in afterwards, but what it was like going through the pandemic and everything kind of closing down, whether that was with recruitment, finishing up, or uh, education, all of those pieces. Uh, for us, it was disappointing. Um, Louisiana went on lockdown March 13th, which was a Friday. Um, and uh, we were actually planning on having our pledge initiation that night for our Louisiana Techs on the winter, uh, on the, excuse me, on the quarter system. So winter quarter, we took new pledges. We took five guys and we were planning on initiating that night. 
but we never got to because of that. Um, so that was very disappointing. Um, we're about to have to do a virtual initiation for these guys when they all get back from camp and things like that. So that's one thing we've had to push off. Um, we had to scrap a whole spring recruitment, um, which was really disappointing as well. You know, me and my recruitment chair uh, worked on finding guys, uh, potential new members, and then basically having to say, hey, you know, with everything going on, we can't do that. And I think uh, probably what was most disappointing to everybody um, besides social events being canceled, of course, was um, we do an annual Teak Week here at Louisiana Tech for uh, St. Jude. It's our week-long philanthropy. We'll do um, things with shorties on campus, and basically we'll pair with them and see how much money we can raise in a week. And um, so that was probably the most daunting task for us to do. But um, we ended up actually doing all virtual. We um, did a multitude of events. We did bingo cards you see on Instagram stories. We did um, – we had guys do Twitch streams and for like every $50 that was donated and added an hour long. So they ended up playing for like almost 24 hours straight. Um, we did uh, giveaways, raffles, things like that. And um, while it was pretty hard, you know, to coordinate all that um, because of the pandemic, we actually ended up raising $18,000 off that alone. So um, that was probably my favorite thing I've seen concerning the chapter uh, through the pandemic was even though, you know, we're six feet apart, doesn't mean we can't raise some money for some kids who need it. So um, I'm really proud of what Beta Zeta has got going here. Um, and while I don't know what the fall looks like for us just yet, um, I am proud to lead our guys into whatever it is may, that it might be. Awesome. I love it. Chandler, if you wouldn't mind, I know we kind of chatted um, earlier today about some of these questions that I've got, got lined up. But how are, how are things in Indiana, right? You're a thousand miles or so, give or take, um, from Louisiana Tech. How did, how did that impact to you all on your campus? So originally, you know, I can, you know, remember everything like it was literally yesterday. Um, you know, me and a couple of buddies, um, you know, we're just kind of hanging out and whatever. And, you know, we start getting the news of this pandemic and how it's heightening and everything. And then, you know, Governor Holcomb, you know, signing some more orders in and shutting stuff down. And I'm actually a, a server. I'm currently trying to, you know, potentially get a job at a bank, but uh, however, I'm currently a server. So it definitely directly affected me. Um, I'm pretty good with finances. So, you know, I was okay. I made it through, but unfortunately I know some didn't, but, um, you know, um, in Indiana, it was kind of hard on some people. Um, a lot of people down here in Southern Indiana, they're more of the working class people, you know, factories, industry, stuff like that. Um, but overall though, our chapter's morale has been, uh, been sky high. Um, we've tried to done everything we can. There's this thing called Scriblio that we tried. It's almost like an online Pictionary thing. Um, and we try to do that, you know, somewhat frequently for a Brotherhood Adventure virtually. Um, former Preetonist Jordan Parker, he did a really awesome job actually with the transitioning of the officer corps. Um, that was a really awesome thing to see because we have, you know, sometimes I've talked about this on the round table before, we have Google Drives for each individual officer. And so those Google Drives help us stay um, really, really on task and organized at all times. So, you know, in that folder we'll have subfolders whether that be for minutes or whether that's for the you know alumni um, newsletter or whatever so it really helps when we do that and we have this organizational structure to where we can literally almost do the, the plug and play thing to where all those officers coming in are ready set and go ready to hit the ground running regardless of the pandemic or not and you know obviously unforeseen um pandemic didn't help a ton you know, when it comes to doing social events like David talked about and stuff like that, which guys love to do. But, uh, you know, fortunately, we were able to get, a you know, more philanthropy dollars through there doing online stuff for St. Jude. We actually worked with Beta Zeta on the uh, food drive for us. And then I know they did another philanthropy down there. So we helped uh, Dare to Care in our local community feed people and stuff like that. 
Um, and also too, one huge thing is university relations. Um, that's one thing that we've been harping on and especially myself, I mean, our chapter advisor and officer corps as a whole, we've definitely made sure that university relations is, um, is you know, maintained because we've always had a pretty good relationship with the Dean of Students and uh, the faculty on campus and always making sure that, you know, uh, campus life is always happy with us. So, you know, gotta have good friends in there and stuff like that. But, um, but overall, yeah, we've, just, we've basically just been trying to have good communication good morale, trying to, you know, do whatever we can to hype everybody up and just overall just um, get everybody through this. And, uh, you know, whether it be mental or anybody else having any type of issues like that, um, you know, just trying to get everybody through. So. Awesome. Um, and Jacob, the last one I'll, I'll go to, you guys are, are in the Northeast at UConn and obviously an epicenter when everything was kind of going. How did, how did recruitment directly get impacted um, when, things really started to change and how did that affect, I guess, the new member class that you guys have brought in? So um, the spring of, what was it, 2019 now, was UConn Teak's first semester back on campus. So we had some really high, high things planned. Um, Zach, I know you made a visit. Pete Dawson was also making a visit too. And everyone was excited for Rush um, and we did manage to find a solid group of guys there was about 18 men in that new member class that we rushed and then their new member process started. And then you start hearing all these things about COVID, you know, schools start getting shut down one by one. New York City slowly because, becomes an epicenter. And then I remember sometime in March, spring break happened and there was all this uncertainty in the air. No one really knew what was gonna happen after we had returned. And I think that that was really kind of a turning point that spring break when people had left, gone on vacation and came back with the virus. And then the school decided to pull the plug was like classes from now on are online. And that presented a unique struggle because we had to shift um, our new member process virtually online. Luckily the guys were managed to, uh, the new members managed to hold out and we got ourselves a pledge class of 18 people. So that was a major success. And it capitalized definitely on the enthusiasm that we had earlier in the semester. And now um, we find ourselves in another unique position of trying to repeat that type of success, you know, without having the benefit of that enthusiastic first half of the semester. Because, you know, people come back to campus, they're excited to see their friends again syllabus week happens, uh, there's philanthropy events going on, we're uh, able to, um, uh, to participate in UConn's annual um, philanthropy event called Huskython, where uh, every student organization, primarily through Greek life, raises money for this one uh, event, and it goes to uh, children's cancer hospitals. So you're able to participate in that, and that was amazing. But now we have to find a way to create that enthusiasm from the ground up since school is starting re uh, remotely and online. And then potentially after September 20th is a tentative date, things might resume to somewhat normal. Awesome. I, I think one of the really interesting points there that um, might have gotten passed over, I should say, um, was the 18 guys that y'all 
y'all ended up bidding and then 18 guys initiating. I think that's even without a pandemic, that's uh, incredible um, to be able to accomplish. And I know that uh, some of the other guys here, I mean, it's extremely difficult. So to, to see, let alone 100%, 90% of guys kind of uh, make it all the way through. So given everything, I think that's uh, pretty interesting um, to, have, to have heard. One of the things that, and anybody feel free to jump in here, I'm interested, how have the experiences that you guys have gone through in the last few months, how have those prepared you for the upcoming semester? And what, I guess, initiatives or proactive steps have you been taking to plan for the fall semester, um, specifically around recruitment? I'm really curious to hear. I think people have kind of gotten used to this new normal that takes place virtually and online. Um, people, I think, tend to be more on their phones or on their computers now and rely on those technologies in order to socialize. So now uh, my chapter has decided to take full advantage of that when trying to do rush this semester. Even uh, IFC and the school isn't positive how it's going to work yet. However, the message I've been spreading uh, to my brothers are we have to be the ones who reach out. We can't expect to have an IFC first night and have quality guys come watch a video and then decide that they want to be a part of our fraternity. You have to find them, find a common interest talk to them for a bit, and don't even push rushing on them. First, see if you could maintain a solid conversation, get to know them, find out what they're interested in, and if they'd be a good fit. And then after all that, then you can start talking about Teak, the potential of being a new member, what you get out of when you are a member, the process, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think, uh... You hit it right on the head. That's kind of the same, you know, response that we've been um, trying to, to deal with is kind of getting everybody um, to get these new guys that are coming in, these incoming freshmen, or even potentially, you know, sophomores or juniors there and even seniors. So um, one of the biggest things that, you know, I've been talking about with my recruitment chair and then obviously with the collegiates and just kind of, you know, saying, hey, guys, you know, maybe we should do this or try this, you know, different perspective is, it's that same, not only just at nights and events, but hey, go out and find the guy that maybe, you know, you've seen at work and you maybe have heard, hey, I'm going to IUS and become a friend of that person. And then, you know, you go and hang out with him maybe a little bit or just, you know, even play Xbox, you know, whatever it may be, whatever, whatever their prerogative is, whatever type of medium that you can find. And then, you know, be like, hey, you know, a couple of me, you know, my friend and whoever, you know, myself, we're going to go out to the golf course. You should come with us and, you know, maintain your distance and everything, you know, it's outdoors and all that stuff. And then go try to get them into that friend group. And then once they build, you know, a couple of friends in the fraternity and, you know, one time we happen to wear a t-shirt, they're like, Oh, what is that? Oh, it's talk at Epsilon. It's fraternity. I'm in, we're all in it together. Like you should really look at it. And that's really the, the process that we've been trying to, to implement is, you know, go out and find these guys virtually, obviously, whether it be through, you know, your Zoom classes, we use Canvas, I don't know, I know Blackboard's another thing, but we use Canvas and there's like a people tab. And our rush chair actually came up with this and 
So essentially you go on that people tab and you find some guys, maybe look at their bio and be like, oh, I'm engaged in this on campus or I'm engaged in this, whether it's, you know, the campus um, engagement activities board or whatever it may be. And those are good guys to start targeting and looking at. So that's one thing where we've been at with recruitment is doing that. And then obviously doing some innovative events um, as far as like we've thought about doing kayaking and stuff like that, be outdoors, be distance from each other, but still, you know, have fun, go out and like, there's this place called Blue River that we love to go. So things like that definitely, um, you know, we've been trying to implement through our rush process. So. Yeah, um, you guys both said it. Um, for me, uh, when we came back on campus, uh, I was the recruitment chair and um, I never went through formal recruitment myself, so I had no idea what to expect. Um, so the one thing that we did well was being someone's friend first. Um, so that's something that you can do no matter if you're six feet apart, if you know, you're only on the phone or whatever, if it's through Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, you can still be somebody's friend. So that's one thing that we've adjusted to do. Um, uh, my recruitment chair and I and a bunch of other guys have been kind of been stalking the uh, LawTech 2024 page where uh, freshmen can send in like a little uh, bio about themselves. Um, you can read about their major and things like that. And anyone who seems to be uh, qualified enough to be a Teague in our opinion, we always hit them with the follow, um, strike up a little conversation in the DMs. You know, don't make any rush violations if my IFC advisor listens to this. But it's always, hey, sign up for rush and just talking about things in common. So that's one thing that um, we're trying to do. Um, we also have some other ideas planned. Um, I actually have an IFC meeting right after this to figure out more about rush. So um, a little, I wish these times could have flipped. But um, no, whatever it is, I know that um, we're going to have a positive attitude about it. Um, even if it's a record low guy, sign up for rush. Um, that's still high quality guys somewhere in there that we can find that would benefit from us and also contribute to us. So that's what our mindset is. And we're going to find them no matter what it takes. I love that, that positivity and that energy. Um, what are some, some other ideas? I mean, that, that potentially you guys have thought of, I know that some of you guys threw in some pieces there. Um, and if there are other ones, I'm certain that other teaks that are listening to this would love to hear them. Um, even if they're um, kind of crazy out there and haven't been, been tried and true just yet. But I know it's a piece that at headquarters we've heard quite a bit about. So if anybody's got that, please throw in some of those. So I know that brothers in Teak might feel worried about the upcoming semester because it's unconventional. However, the mindset that I've been approaching this situation with is that Guys, since you know we're taking guys into our fraternities, they're going to be quarantined in their dorm rooms on campus, at least at UConn they are. And I think that they're going to be craving social interaction. Uh, the university's policy as of now is that you're, you have to sign out if you want to leave, and you're pretty much only allowed to leave to go get food, which doesn't seem ideal or fun. So the second those rules change and people are allowed to gather once again, I think the energy in the air is going to be something that is rare, that hasn't really been seen before. And I really want to capitalize on that and use the, the isolation that these potential new members are feeling in order to show them why joining a fraternity is so great. Yeah, I think you're spot on with the desire for human connection. Um, I'd be curious if, um, I know we were talking about events, and obviously if you guys have anything else that you can think of, throw them in. But on that point, 
what have some of those recruitment interactions look like? Um, I'm sure that some of you guys have been taking place um, in, in some form of summer recruitment um, with everything going on, but what have some of those interactions look like? I see David and Chandler, I see y'all smiling. So I know you guys got something up your sleeve. Yeah, so um, I'll go ahead and start off. I actually, so I got an email and I uh, was talking about some of the newer guys coming in, just got a kind of quick briefing on that. And uh, saw this one guy, you know, played rugby, was involved in high school, and then also, you know, applied for an IFC scholarship or whatever, um, whatever it was. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe, you know, he might have just randomly applied for the IFC scholarship, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take my bet and say no. So I actually sent him a text message, and I'm like, hey, you know, my name's so-and-so, didn't even say I was a teak at all. Didn't even want to, you know, taint the waters with that. Just said, hey, you know, I'm a junior, I'm in the school business. You know, not trying to snake my way in there, but not, not that he's like, oh, they're just trying to get me to join. So, I, you know, I talked to him. I said, hey, you know, I can show you around campus. I can help you out with maybe some new professors for your freshman, you know, general ed classes. Or if you are a business major, you know, I can reference you to some awesome professors for, you know, whether it be econ, accounting, whatever it may be, whatever, you know, your, um, your major is. So um, he actually ended up texting me back like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I'm trying to find information about Greek life and all this stuff. And, you know, my face lit up like a Christmas tree. And uh, I was like, you know what, man, how about, you know, you give me a call and we'll sit there and we'll talk a little bit about it. And he actually gave me a call and we had a good 15 minute conversation just about everything at IUS and how it works, you know, how the Greek life process works and just, you know, tell them about Teak. And then also too, the one thing that I think is super important when we talk to these guys is don't ever, um, and this is one thing that I think my chapter does really well. Um, don't ever kind of bash the other fraternities because the breath that you use to bash the other fraternities or say, oh, Sigma Chi is this, Kappa Sig is this, Pike's this, you know, whatever fraternity or other fraternities on your campus might be, you know, you could be using that same breath to talk about, oh, this is what we did for philanthropy dollars. Oh, this is how great our brotherhood is and stuff like that. So I just really talked about, you know, I don't really know that much about Pike. I really don't know that much about Kappa Sig, but I can tell you about us and I can tell you how we are. I can tell you what we do, what we're all about. Um, so it was definitely a really great interaction and I hope he uh, ends up becoming a T because he's definitely a, a teak material, what I can tell so far, so. Um, one thing I do um, outside of teak on campus is um, I'm an ambassador for the College of Business here. And um, orientation, of course, is all online this past summer. So um, usually at orientation here, the kids would come and they'd get advised for their fall classes. Um, but, you know, of course, since campus is kind of closed right now, they weren't allowed to do that. So what we did was they got four or five ambassadors every session. There's four sessions in total. And um, we were basically the waiting room. We sat in a Zoom call while these uh, freshmen came in. Um, and they waited to be invited to another breakout room to meet with an advisor. Um, and so basically all we did was talk about um, how we got to Louisiana Tech, um, what we do, why we like to do what we do and things like that. And I got to make a couple of really good connections with some guys who um, have uh, privately chatted me saying they're signed up for Rush. Um, they're excited. And like, like Chandler said, um, I try, I never bash any other fraternity. Um, because I could definitely be talking up ourselves instead of talking down anybody else. So I always do that when I'm talking to these kids. But um, I think it's just a good way to, so these kids have a friend when they get to campus um, and they have something that's a meaningful conversation with someone. One other kind of unconventional thing I've uh, kind of done is there's a Law Tech Parents and Students page, which is basically where a bunch of concerned moms and dads will post questions about their kids coming to college. 
um, asking about dorm sizes, things like that. And um, every so once in a while, you'll see a, a mom ask about uh, is Greek life right for her son? And um, I'm always in the comments promoting Rush. Um, I talk about what uh, Greek life in total has done for me, how it's changed my life, um, how it's put me in positions I never would have been in if it weren't for Teak, but also just Greek life in total. And I always get a bunch of DMs from other moms and uh, people asking me like, well, what's it like? Um, is all the rumors and stuff, all that crap true? And um, I'm always proud to say, no, it's not, but um, sign up for Rush and you can go find a great group of guys somewhere on campus and uh, hopefully it's us. That's awesome. Um, Jacob, anything going on at UConn as far as any of those summer conversations? I know you and I have, have chatted a little bit about getting in that kind of groove to, to start some of these pieces. And I know you're a big proponent for Facebook groups, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. So I'd love to hear if you got anything. Yeah, so 100% agree with you, David. We're also in the UConn class of 2024 uh, Facebook page. But um, something I've made known to my guys is because um, – Something I do often is try to delegate and take that responsibility and place it on the shoulders of many so that they have a reason to stay more involved. Um, I told my guys recently that since rush this semester is going to be unconventional, we're not just going to have two, three rush chairs that are responsible for getting this new member group. Uh, we're all responsible for it, especially since it's in this new virtual uh, platform. So we're going to use Facebook, Instagram, whatever else we could do to find, try to find these guys. And essentially what I told my chapter, everyone in it, is that we're all responsible to at least reach out to 10 guys, to 10 guys who we think could be a good fit. And with 30 of us in there currently, uh, each person reaching out to 10 people, then by the end of the week, hopefully we'd have reached out to 300. And honestly, that could be a relatively small number if you choose to look at it by the amount of guys that are in the class of 2024 Facebook group. There's about 2,000 of them. UConn's a pretty big school. So um, hopefully each guy meets his requirement of 10 by the end of the week. We could gauge interest, see how it is. You know, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves. Uh, but if the interest is not where we want it to be we're going to reach out to more guys and more guys so on and so forth so that hopefully by the time school starts which is august 24th yeah it's the date i have circled on my calendar um yeah we're all set so i'm happy that the ball is already rolling because i was worried that we might have been a little behind schedule but now we're up we're running and uh i'm confident that my guys will do a good job come start of the fall 2020 I love it. Um, there's a part in there that I definitely want to want to get to, but what I'm hearing so far, and I hope that everyone who's at home listening is also hearing is getting involved, talk to as many people as possible, get creative and just get out there. Talk to, talk to these people, right? You, you've got to spread that net um, in order to be successful, whether that's with the pandemic going on or without it, when things hopefully do go back to some new style of, of, uh, of resumption of normal, however you want to term it. Is that, does that sound about right guys? Yeah. We all just nodded our heads. You couldn't tell if you were just listening in. Yeah. All, all good. Um, I appreciate that for the guys at home, um, listening on Spotify or wherever else. Um, the piece that I, I wanted to kind of jump in there was setting the goals for guys to, to kind of achieve. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of 
a lot of groups, um, regardless of being in Teak or in, even in another fraternity, but setting goals for guys to go out and achieve, how are we following up on those and then ensuring that? And I guess coming from a positive reassurance, right? If you don't hit your goal, setting those guys on the path for success. I'm curious, Jacob, if you could highlight some of that and then other guys as well, um, any of your insights. So we organized it in a way that, so we told each brother that he has to reach out to 10, to 10 people. Um, but obviously if you're the more social type, then feel free to reach out to more, right? We'd be more than happy for that. But the way we divvied it up is uh, by alphabetical order. So each brother would have a letter of the alphabet that he would reach out. He would, since it's a large Facebook group and it's not organized alphabetically, there's a search function and you could type in a letter and then you'll see everyone with that letter as the start of their last name. So I have the letter W. So I'm going to type in the letter W and reach out to 10 guys who have, who seem like good fits that uh, their first name start with the letter W. And we haven't really discussed a way to, uh, to ensure that brothers do this. One that comes to mind is just simply uh, like weekly check-ins, you know, not in a way that is nagging, but in a way that it says, Hey, um, I know you love this fraternity. I've seen you enjoy yourself uh, throughout these last couple of years. And I know we both want to see it, you know, thrive even after we leave college. So don't, uh, don't divert the responsibility. Don't say that someone else can do it because, you know, it's really not the most difficult thing. And even if you just send the first message and then you, you want someone else to take over after that, that's, that's fine. We're just asking you to do that initial outreach. And then the rush chairs, uh, which we have three of them, will take over from there if need be. Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things, especially about like uh, check-ins and stuff like that. So we have like weekly meetings still. We, you know, they're virtual like over Zoom and we've been doing that actually since the pandemic hit. Um, just trying to continue that normal um, function of operations that the chapter has going. And we've kind of done the same thing, you know, hey, reach out to the five guys, you know, find them on social media, reach out again, like I was talking about those canvas groups and, and stuff like that. And I think one huge thing that, you know, we talk about recruitment and all that because, you know, new guys are lifeblood of the fraternity is, you know, you know, the going, going phrase. But I think retention is another huge thing, especially during this time of uh, COVID-19 that we, you know, we definitely have to remember. And I know, you know, Rush is so fun. It's exciting. You know, we get to go, you know, whether it's bowling or going to the golf course, going to top golf, the driving range, you know, going bowling or whatever it may be, and just having fun with these new guys because, you know, it's new, it's exciting. But, you know, having those brotherhood events and stuff like that and doing that work on the back end to make sure those guys are there for retention purposes um, and continually giving value um, to their fraternal experience is super, super important. And another huge thing, though, with the dovetail of recruitment that we've worked on a lot and, you know, for those teachers that are listening out there, I would recommend if you haven't really thought about it, but maybe do kind of almost like an apparel line type of thing. So we're doing rush shirts, we're doing polos, and we're doing pullovers. So that way throughout the entire semester, we got teak gear ready to go for every single one of our guys, um, you know, ready to whatever climate, whatever type of environment that we're in, whether we're, you know, in a church or whether we're, you know, at the restaurant down the street, you know, we're repping teak and everybody can see it. So, um, and then also to promoting all that 
you know, on social media, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, you know, um, a Snapchat group, uh, Facebook, you know, getting all that information out there and making sure people know, you know, who the Teaks are, what we're about, and trying to, you know, get interest that way, so. So uh, for us, um, we actually have had this going since like December. So we had our brotherhood retreat um, end of November, beginning of December to kind of kick off winter quarter. And we had um, a man named T-Rod O'Neill uh, come up and speak to us. Uh, if you guys don't know who T-Rod is, he's kind of a teak legend apparently. Um, but he told us a lot of wisdom. And um, I remember he wrote four letters on a piece of paper and it said E-M. GM every man get a man so um, that's kind of been our philosophy um, my recruitment chair and I set up a Google sheet um, a Google Excel sheet and we send it periodically look um, you guys know at least one person from your hometown you guys know at least one guy that graduated high school recently that will become a Louisiana Tech put their name down tell us a little bit about them and stay in contact with them um, and if you can do more of course do more um, we have certain, I have like three different text groups of guys from who are in Ruston, um, where Louisiana Tech is, who know guys that are coming here. People from Shreveport, Bossier, who know people coming. We have guys from New Orleans in that area who um, have friends coming. And it's just uh, checking up on them and seeing who's coming up here for college um, and being there for them when, uh, hopefully when they take a bid. I love it. Um, I think uh, that every man get a man. Sometimes it can be turned into this like, oh man, if I don't, if, if this guy doesn't bring someone um, and get them to join right away, but uh, that's not the, the real meaning behind it, right? And I'm sure this was explained is just start bringing guys out. It doesn't necessarily matter if everyone you talk to, if everyone you bring to an event joins, it helps that brand recognition. Um, you guys are talking about social media and all these other pieces, but that other part of the brand is what's actually there and tangible on campus. And regardless of, of not being able to be on campus or not be able to talk to people face-to-face -face on campus, it still is very important that the brand that you have as an organization is one that's positive and associated with great things. Um, so that way, even when the guy who doesn't join leaves your event, he still has high praises of, of all of you because you guys deserve that. Um, so I appreciate those, those insights. Um, this is open to anybody to jump in. I like the system that we've got going of, of you guys looking for the mute and not mute. Um, what would you say is your secret weapon going into this, this fall recruitment season? Um, is there one tactic or is there one specific thing that you guys are looking forward to the most about it, but about the semester that you guys have ahead, but what is that kind of secret weapon that you guys have going in? And maybe it's a guy in the chapter, I would love to hear that. I think one of the biggest things, um, that we can utilize, it's kind of that secret sauce is alumni man do alumni have great insight throughout the years you know they've seen it all you know i've only been in since let's see 2018 and you know they've been around this fraternity for you know depending on if it's one of the founders or it's a guy that graduated only four years ago you know they've seen it all and getting that insight from alumni is invaluable like you can't get it anywhere else and asking them for recruitment ideas or, you know, how would you approach a guy or how, you know, how would you do this? Or how do you think about like certain brotherhood events or, you know, what can we do differently in um, the BOA as well, board of advisors, um, and then also two chapter advisors, like those, all three of those together are just really your secret weapons for success because all of them want to see you succeed. They want to see the chapter grow. They want to see you become 
the best fraternity on campus, which we already know all T um, chapters are on campus. So it doesn't really matter, but you know, we can always improve, you know, the sky's the limit. So, but all three of those together, the board of advisor, your chapter advisor, and then obviously those alumni, I mean, just that, I would consider that probably one of Omicron Sigma's biggest weapons, so. Yeah, I'm gonna, sorry, Jacob. Um, I'm gonna just kind of echo with what Chandler said. Um, alumni is something that Beta Zeta has a lot of. When we got the scroll back uh, after we came back in 2018, we were already in the 1300s, meaning um, there were already, you know, 1300 alumni behind us. Um, and a lot of them are still very active in the town of Ruston. I actually grabbed lunch from a food truck today and had a conversation with a chef who was actually a Teak alumni here. Um, so we talked for a good little bit. Um, and it's crazy to see how uh, the fraternity um, is different now than it was then, but it's always nice to hear from our alumni. Um, but kind of going back since day one for us, um, our not even really secret weapon, but one thing we always like to keep in our forefront is to never blow smoke in someone's face. Um, we, we came in uh, during, we came, we joined ISC in Greek life um, in a time where Greek life around the nation was under attack. Um, and we weren't gonna lie and say, we're gonna have the coolest house. Um, we're gonna throw the biggest parties, all this stuff. We were just being friends. Um, and that's one thing we've always had to stick with because we're never going to succeed in the, you know, one guy talking to five guys situation. We never will. We're going to succeed in the one-on-ones, maybe the one-on-twos, um, and just genuinely being a nice person um, and a good guy and being an example for, hey, look, if you join, look what you're joining. You're in good company. You have guys who are going to be there for you. Um, when you go on social probation for uh, a quarter because your grades are tough, they're going to be the ones waking you up being like, hey, go to class. Hey, get your butt to the library, go study. And it's value in things like that more so than, oh, we have the best brotherhood on campus. Oh, we have the biggest parties, the best house. It's just we're not lying to them because we don't really have a claim to any of that. But I can tell you that we've got guys who are going to put you in positions to succeed on campus. You know, if you want to be on SGA, you have guys there. If you want to be an orientation leader, you have guys there um, who will be there for you and to just really lead. And rather than, you know, like I said, blow smoke in someone's face, they're going to tell you the truth. And, and what you see is what you get. Uh, David, I'm happy you cut me off because that was awesome. What you just said. Um, when it comes to my secret weapon, uh, I think mine is the great outdoors where restrictions might be a little more loose uh, than if you're indoors. And so uh, Teak at UConn does not have uh, an on-campus house in Husky Village is what it's called. And actually, as of this morning, neither does anyone else. It was taken away um not permanently just for this semester um no one is really sure what it's going to be used for they said it's for utility space um but as i mentioned we didn't have one of those and neither did a couple of other fraternity and sororities however now the playing field is even more even uh so because we weren't given access to one of these uh bill houses um we had to branch out into just regular houses off campus and Yukon, if you're not familiar, is located in more or less of a cow town. Uh, Zach, I, I'm pretty sure you're getting flashbacks to that motel you had to stay in, uh, <laughs> like a half hour away. But um, uh, 
me and a couple of other guys in Teak have all managed to secure an off-campus house, no more than a 10-minute drive away from campus. Uh, all Pretty much most houses here have beautiful yards. You know, I live across the street from a farm with a really big yard that, you know, we want to set up a volleyball net in, some can jam, bago, uh, cornhole. For, I don't know if you guys call it bago or cornhole or whatever. But um, I don't think there's anything wrong with after you – find these guys who might be interested and simply inviting them out, whether it's for a cup of coffee first to get to know them, you know, you could talk, talk and sip while wearing your masks and then saying like, Hey, do you want to come over to my house and play some volleyball? Like it could be you and me versus my two roommates, just something two on two. Uh, and using the outdoor space, which is still deemed, you know, acceptable to your advantage and using it for recreational purposes that can then double as uh, like a recruitment tactic to get guys out of the dorms, to give them some of that social interaction they're craving, and just to kind of get their mind off of whether it's classes or whatever other BS they're dealing with just from being locked up. Um, and then even if it's like, hey, like, let's order pizza, let's eat dinner at my place so they're not forced to eat the mediocre dining hall food. Um, I think it's the little things. And uh, yeah, so. The great outdoors, I would say, is my uh, secret weapon. I love that. I think that's something that a lot of groups uh, might be struggling with, right, is figuring out we can't have events, we can't do any of this, but it's something that we promote in the, the expansion and growth side of events don't have to be these 50 to 100 people big to-dos. They can just simply be you grabbing a cup of coffee or you playing video games um, if you're – following the, the rules of your campus and town and all that, playing volleyball out on, on your in your backyard. I think those are some really great ideas there. Um, and getting guys, hopefully, if you're listening, taking notes of the simple things of if you're building a friendship, default to the things that you would normally do, right? Um, grabbing a cup of coffee to get to know somebody. Maybe it is meeting them in the unfortunately not-so-great dining hall Maybe it is inviting them, hey, last time we, we met, we went to the really unfortunate uh, dining hall situation. How about instead you come over for pizza um, and I'm going to invite some other buddies. If you don't feel comfortable, that's totally okay. But I wanted to offer that. I think that's you're, – you're hitting the nail right on the head um, with that. Um, and, I, and I know that all of you guys kind of see it the same way, which is awesome. So for those guys listening, watching, take note of that. Recruitment events don't have to be these big things. It can be just as simple as getting to know someone over coffee. Um, the next piece that I kind of had, what would be some of the advice that you guys would, would give to another teak who's listening? What would be one of your crucial pieces of advice? I know that throughout this podcast, you guys have been talking about different things that you guys are planning to try, have been doing, but what would be that, that singular bit of advice from you and your group that you would want to pass on to someone listening? I think it's uh, two simple words have fun. And I know, you know, some people might be like, oh, well, that's a really simple answer. You know, if you take it super serious, you're super analytical about everything all the time, whether it's, you know, getting everything prepared for Rush or doing stuff for Brotherhood, talking to alumni, just have fun with it, you know, mix it up a little bit, do whatever you need to do to create that atmosphere of fun. You know, we're not some business corporation trying to make $500 billion a year. And, you know, we're, we don't got all these charts and flow sheets and everything we're fraternity we're a social fraternity you know we're brothers in the bond you know we all did 
we all took the bond together. We all share that experience. We all share that love of just socializing with our fellow man and interacting and being better men for a better world. So, I mean, my two words for everybody is, man, just have fun. That's, you know, that's what it's all about. And especially in a time like this, we got to. I was going to, well, I love that, Chandler. David, I was going to give you a second to talk, but we're glad that we're, we got this whole Zoom thing down. Um, I was going to say, as you think, so you will become and so your outcome will be. So your thoughts will manifest themselves. If you're feeling worried or anxious about this upcoming semester, uh, that might correlate into the result that you get. You know, I think it's absolutely important to have a positive mindset at all times. You know, uh, if you see an obstacle in your way, you know, take it head on, get over it, and then know that there's going to be another one around the corner. Can't let it really get you down or upset you. You have to remain positive throughout the process. And then in my experience, that tends to have a way to just kind of make things better. Things tend to fall into place if you have a positive attitude about them. Uh, so yeah, I would say don't, don't be anxious, don't be negative. Definitely don't be lazy or stressed out thinking that, oh, well, every other fraternity on campus is gonna struggle. So we're going to struggle too, or other fraternities on campus aren't even rushing, so we're not going to rush. Don't base it off the, the actions or thoughts and opinions of others. Uh, do what you think is right for your chapter, and then first and foremost, just remain positive, stay upbeat, keep the morale high in your chapter. And then if you guys can be the beacon of hope uh, on campus during this time where most people aren't expecting much, I pretty much guarantee that you'll be rewarded handsomely with a good new member class. Yeah, Jacob, I felt bad. So I wanted to go ahead and let you take that spot for this question. Um, but for me, um, if I had two words, it's be truthful. Um, I think, like I, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, when I talked about how you recruit guys, it's always being truthful. So I think that's one thing to keep in mind. But Jacob also said it, um, having a positive mindset is extremely important. Um, but I'm also going to say this, um, it's going to be hard at times to have that, um, especially coming up in the fall where, you know, like I'm not going to lie, like it's going to be different. It's going to be tougher. It's going to be all these things um, is be truthful, not only to yourself, but to your brothers around you. Um, if you're anxious, if you're concerned, if you're worried, don't keep that to yourself. You know, if that's over school, if that's over anything in the fraternity, if it's over something at home, don't keep it to yourself. You have brothers with you who are supposed to be there for you through thick and thin um, and talk to them. You know, I'm sure everyone has at least someone close to them in the fraternity that they trust with their life. Um, so why not give them a few secrets and see what's going on in your head because um, you don't want to get caught in your own thoughts like that. Um, because especially if we're going to be isolated, um, it's going to be tough, but I think because you initiated into the bond of Talk Kappa Epsilon, you have amazing guys beside you who will carry you and pick you up when you're down. I love that. I think that that's a, a resounding message I think a lot of guys can get behind. And hopefully you guys have now all met each other and, and can use one another um, in case your brothers are really getting under, under your skin a little bit um, with everything going on. But I think that's a really powerful message of, of utilizing one another. Speaking of powerful messages, 
what's something that you guys individually have heard here on this, this little podcast we're doing that's been impactful to you in the last 45 or so minutes? And why is that? I think one of the, the things that I definitely took away is um, just seeing, I guess, not necessarily the powerful message, but seeing the, the purview of where you guys are at, you know, at certain, you know, universities, LA Tech and UConn. And because every region's kind of different, every school's got a different type of culture and everything else. And using that to, you know, my advantage here at Omicron Sigma for my chapter to succeed, Jesus can't talk, um, is just, you know, awesome. Because I know a lot of times, especially now with this whole thing, you know, it's already hard enough to sometimes keep communication high, you know, with your chapter and let alone reaching out to, you know, other chapters around the nation. So I think as far as kind of just seeing the prerogative of where you guys are at, what you're doing and everything else is going to benefit us greatly and Teague Nation greatly. So that's really, I think, the biggest takeaway that I've got from this, all the, all the perspectives. So. Um. A um, key takeaway that I got is something that Chandler and David both touched upon is the use of social media to kind of boost your presence during this time that people are on their phones a lot. So Chandler, you mentioned selling uh, rush shirts and polos and make those widely available. I like that. I'm going to definitely adopt that idea as well. Um, and then David, you mentioned that last semester after you were forced to go uh, online and leave school that you were able to still pull off Teak Week virtually. Um, I think that's amazing. And I was trying to do UConn's own Teak Week last semester, and it was sort of a failure. It didn't come to this grand fruition that, and it didn't live up to the idea that we wanted it to be. Um, so we'll take the lessons from our mis uh, and learn from our mistakes from that happening but I would love to talk with you more in the future one-on-one -on, -one on how you were able uh, to pull off a virtual Teak Week uh, event and have it be so successful. So that's definitely something I've learned and that I want to implement into my own chapter. For sure. I'll have to get you in touch with my philanthropy chair um, on that end. But um, for me, um, one thing that Jacob really hit on was using the outdoors. Um, it's something that, I didn't really think of, you know, we're in a time where, you know, Jacob said it earlier, everyone's by their phone or on their computer. Um, we have guys who love to golf, you know, why don't they bring new guys, new friends out to golf with them? We have guys who want to go play soccer this week, you know, why don't we invite some new guys? Um, and I think that's something that when we started out, we did very well. But once we started getting into the ISU recruitments and what we could and couldn't do, that's something that kind of faded out in terms of official recruitment events. So for us, um, it doesn't have to be a recruitment event. Like I said, um, it's just some friends going to go kick a soccer ball. So um, that's something I really took. And I think um, I'm going to implement over here at Beta Zeta. I love it. Um, that's really, that, those are the, the major pieces that I think a lot of guys out there have had questions about that we've seen as, as headquarters staffers and, um, I appreciate you guys taking that time. I'll give you guys a chance here though. What are some final pieces, if there's anything? You certainly don't need to talk, but um, if there are some final thoughts that you had, I know we kind of had that question before, but if you had a chance to think of something else, I know that the guys would appreciate it. Um, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think really one of my, my final thoughts just about this whole pandemic and, and everything else 
is, so my grandfather used to tell me this when I was really, really young, and he always used to look at me and say, Chandler, there's no sense of worrying about something you can't do nothing about. So we can't do anything about this pandemic. You know, we're going to let all the scientists and all, all those people, you know, do their thing. Hopefully a vaccine comes out. But until then, hey, let's just do our thing. Let's just keep rocking, um, you know, utilizing those things like Jacob talked about, going to the outdoors, like Dave talked about, the teak weeks and stuff like that. And um, we just got to get out there. We just got to keep pushing. We got to keep going and don't even think about it. Let's not even act like it's a pandemic. Let's just act like, you know, we're going out a different way. Um, obviously, you know, social events and all that different stuff, you know, vary. So it's not exactly the same, but we can make and take advantage of the situation into whatever we want it to be. We can be the most successful fraternity on every single campus that we are on across the nation. And there's, you know, no reason to stop this. One thing that I wanted to mention before on the topic of social media that I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to the amazing resources at, um, I think it's teak.org slash rush. Um, I definitely pass that along to uh, my social media manager who manages UConn Teak saying, look at this amazing resource that they gave for you. They have pre-made posts that are phenomenal. And I told them definitely take advantage of this, use it, because I think that it will definitely boost our presence on social media and it will make us look even better than we already do. So thank you for that. Um, what I was going to say um, is to keep the faith. Um, Teak's been around for a long time. Um, so whether you're on your exec board, whether you're a brand new member, um, the fraternity is going to be there when this is all over. Um, so keep that faith. Um, Teak's seen a lot. Um, this obviously is very unprecedented times for us, but um, there is a lot of the end of the tunnel. We'll get there. Um, but also to value your time uh, with your brothers. Um, you know, I, I sit down and I think what I would give to, you know, to be blaring Mr. Brightside with a bunch of my friends or something like that um, right now. But um, obviously we can't. But, um, you know, whenever we get together, um, whenever this is over, I know that um, it's going to be a fun time because we'll actually get to, you know, see each other in person and, and do things again. So um, just value the times that you do have with them. That's awesome. I think everyone is, is on the same page there of looking forward to being able to sing uh, Mr. Brightside at their, their local college bar or wherever it may be. So I appreciate that message. Um, I, and Jacob, I really like the, that piece. I know that the guys who will be editing this later, um, TJ, Garrett, Alex Baker, the communications team, they've worked extremely hard to, to provide those resources. Um, and I guess that would be my final piece um, before we kind of close out here is utilize those resources as this has been designed, it's, it's designed for, for you, the listener, the undergraduate or alum, or whatever it may be, volunteer, to take advantage of those resources out there, be they other chapter members um, across the country, utilizing the guys who are on staff, right? People all, all the time ask where their dues money goes. It goes to the resources that we provide and have been providing throughout this. It goes to things like this podcast, which I'm so glad that you guys were able to be on because there's a lot of powerful messaging. And it goes to the guys who who can impart other knowledge that you're hearing from other groups like you, you three. So I appreciate you guys taking the time. I know that you guys, David, you have another call to go hop on to. Hopefully you aren't too late for it. But again, thank you so much for, for making the time to be here. Thank you for sharing the insights, the struggles, um, concerns, and, and thought provoking ideas that y'all have. And I know that everybody in Teak Nation who listens to this will be better for it. So again, 
thank you so much. Um, with that being said, until next time, Teak Nation, have a great day. <laughs>